Live and local, this is the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Open for the end zone. It's a Saints touchdown. It's time for two hours of the best sports talk on the airwaves. Here's your host, the Blonde Bomber, Jordy Holtberg. This has been an amazing ride, and honestly, I'm not ready to get off just yet. That is why it is important that I announce that I am returning for the 2023 season to fulfill the goal of an LSU Tiger and bring our fans another championship. One day after National Signing Day, LSU gets a huge recruit back as LSU quarterback Jaden Daniels announced today he is returning for another season instead of leaving for the NFL. And with that news, I say good afternoon and welcome. It is great to have you on board as we um, are now three days away from old St. Nick. It is Thursday, December 22nd, the year 2022. Hope everybody's having a good time. Kids are off from school. I hope you're winding down the workload and get ready to enjoy some time. We will here at the game be enjoying a we, we will be enjoying a four-day holiday. We'll be off tomorrow, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and we'll also be off on Monday. And I think everyone welcomes that and give us all a chance to recharge and rejuvenate and uh, spend some time with our family and our loved ones. So we are appreciative of the decision makers who made that decision. With that in mind, my main man, James Mesh, back in the master control suite in the game studio. He's spinning the tunes, pushing all the right buttons. He's on the campus of Delta Media, which houses KLWB, which is 1037 Lafayette. We're also on In Lake Charles, 1041 FM. We are streaming around the world, 1037thegame.com, 1041thegame.com. And if you're in the Acadiana area and want to get a face to the voice, well, you can do so because we are simulcast on Stadium 32.3 and 133 on LUS Fiber. Did you miss the headlines of the day? Not to worry. The Blonde Bomber has you covered. Here is Holtberg's headlines. After transferring from Arizona State, Jaden Daniels took over as LSU's starting quarterback. He threw for 2,774 yards, 16 touchdowns, only three interceptions. He also rushed for a team-high 811 yards, 18 yards, excuse me, and 11 touchdowns, 27 scores he was responsible for. You get your quarterback back. You return wide receiver Kayshawn Booty. You bring back the entire starting offensive line. You pick up some key offensive pieces and some more threats on the outside. LSU football in good hands. Now the watch and the wonder will shift and focus on Garrett Nussmeyer. Are you going to be able to keep Daniels, Nussmeyer, Howard. Uh, TikTok, the clock is moving, and we shall see uh, what Brian Kelly and company come up with. I would not blame Garrett Nussmeyer 
at all if he decided to opt out, transfer somewhere else, because kids want to play. They want to play. And trust me, Jaden Daniels gives LSU the best chance to win and to accomplish their goals. It's not a knock on Garrett Nussmeyer, but that dual threat ability that Daniels has is hard to match. Just is. Preston Guy will join us from Tiger Bait. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about Garrett Nussmeyer. We'll go over this recruiting class and think about the portal uh, for LSU. Brian Kelly's going to announce. He said yesterday, which is a good thing, today in his press conference is all about the high school players. Friday, we'll talk about the portal and what we anticipate and who we've gotten in already. And I kind of like that it's another week of nfl football which gets underway this evening and it will be um one of those nights the jaguars from jacksonville traveling up to gotham to take on the new york jets the weather is going to be a factor uh to say the least but you got the two High first-round quarterbacks from 2021. The first pick overall, Trevor Lawrence from Jacksonville, who's been hot as a firecracker, and Zach Wilson for the Jets. Um, Frank Schwab will join us at 2.30. Uh, we'll get his picks from the Schwab. Picks from the Schwab. Um, we will go at 3 o'clock. We will uh, get a preview of... One last time of the 2022 Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl, the Houston Cougars with the final ride for Clayton Toon and Tank Dell in their storied Houston careers, taking on the Raging Cajuns. Gerald Broussard, of course, on the radio um, for the Raging Cajun Radio Network. He will join us for that 2 p.m. kickoff Friday from Independence Stadium in Shreveport, it's going to be cold. There is no question. There is no doubt about it. Houston's a seven-point favorite in the game. The over-under is 57. These two teams did play once back in 2006. In fact, it was October 7th, 2006. And the Cajuns beat Houston in that one 31-28. to Both teams played in bowl games a year ago. Houston in the Birmingham Bowl, a 17-13 win over Auburn. And the Cajuns were in the New Orleans Bowl, a 36-21 win over Marshall. We can only hope that this year's matchup will equal what last year's was in the Independence Bowl. It was a, a dramatic UAB 31, BYU 28 in the, um, in the game of uh, letters. It was exciting. It was thrilling. So we will talk with Gerald Broussard about that. George Faust will join us from KLFI Sports. As we as we do a little since we're off tomorrow, we're bringing some of our Friday to Thursday. So Fridays with Faust will be Thursdays with Faust. And then, um, as per the norm on a Friday, we'll close things out with George Becknell, James Mesh, and myself making some picks, um, an NBA game, a college football game, and a lot of NFL games as <clears throat> we're coming down to cases in, in the league. Uh, so uh, we shall see. LSU basketball was a winner last night, albeit mm, 
Closer, too close for comfort, 72-68 over East Tennessee State. Um, Tigers built up a 13-point lead after the first half. Saw that dwindle away as ETSU outscored LSU 44-35 in the final 20 minutes. Made it way too close for comfort, 72-68. K.J. Williams led the way with 28 points and 12 rebounds for LSU. Derek Fountain, the only other Tiger in double figures with 11 points and eight rebounds. Adam Miller continues to uh, be in a shooting slump. Three for 10 from the field, 0 for 5 from downtown. He finished with nine points in 32 minutes. Who's going to score the basketball for LSU? Who's going to be a consistent scorer? K.J. Williams is. After that, I don't know. Now, (laughs) the Tigers are uh, off. And things will take a major step up in competition. Arkansas comes to town next Wednesday, 8 o'clock tip in Pete's Palace. The competition's getting up, and it's going to stay up the rest of the way. There are no more gimmies along that front. Speaking of LSU football, again, they're awaiting the announcement of Desmond Ricks, the five-star cornerback from IMG Academy. Uh, He's going to sign with his school of choice today around 4.30 p.m. So uh, we'll have that for you. Uh, Miguez and Mesh will update you on that after our show is there. Uh, During his radio show, his last radio show of this season, Brian Kelly um, announced that senior defensive end Ali Gay will not play in the Citrus Bowl uh, versus Purdue. So B.J. Ojolari out, Jaqueline Roy out, Ali Gay out. That means the only starting defensive lineman that is expected to play is Meki Wingo. So a lot of young players will get some valuable playing time on that front. Uh, we got the Pels versus uh, hosting the Spurs tonight. No Zion Williamson. He's in the uh, um, protocol Uh, No Brandon Ingram, but the Spurs are still bad. So now it's another opportunity for players to step up. You'll see more shots for Trey Murphy. You'll see more shots for Herb Jones. You'll see more shots for Jonas Valanciunas. Um, Mark Ingram, uh, Mark Ingram, uh, CJ McCollum, excuse me, is going to have to um, knock down shots in great order. And the Pels need to win. They need a win tonight to uh, end this slide that they have been on. So there you have that. Um, Speaking of the NBA, DraftKings Sportsbook is my go-to when betting on the NBA this holiday season. And right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving Louisiana NBA fans a special gift. For a limited time, you can get a no-sweat bet on every New Orleans Pelicans game this December. This month, everyone can earn a no-sweat bet with DraftKings Sportsbook. Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app Opt-in under the Promos tab. Place an eligible bet of your choice on a New Orleans game. If it doesn't hit, you'll get your money back in a free bet. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. New customers can sign up with promo code 1037GAME and get a no-sweat bet on every New Orleans Pelicans game this December. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app and opt-in today to receive this limited-time offer. That's only a DraftKings Sportsbook 
an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Must be 21 or older, physically present in Louisiana, select parishes only, max reward limit supply, one free bet issued based on amount of initial losing bet. Eligibility restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms. Licensee partner, Golden Nugget Lake Charles. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLE. That's 1-800-426-2537. All right, busy show planned for you and yours. We're so glad you're with us. As we go to break, we'll come back. Preston Guy, tigerbait.com. Jaden Daniels, I'm back. And I'm thrilled. We'll be right back. Helpful holiday tip number one. Remember to actually leave milk and cookies for Santa and not some hipster healthy option. The big fella is holly and jolly for a reason. This helpful holiday tip brought to you by your family at the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. One of my favorites, Feliz Navidad. Yes, indeed. The big news of the day comes out of Tigertown. Jaden Daniels announced earlier today that he will be returning to LSU for his senior season. Daniels led LSU to the SEC West title, accumulated 27 touchdowns, 3,592 yards throwing and running this past season. That is great news. Let's run it back with Jaden Daniels. Let's talk about that much, much more with LSU, with Preston Guy, who does all his business with TigerBait.com. Preston, Merry Christmas, all that fun stuff. Uh, how are you, sir? I'm doing good. Looks like Brian Kelly got Christmas a little early this year. Yeah. I, 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 you know, we talked about it. I've been saying it a long time. I'm not saying this as a pat on the back. I just thought the kid was coming back. I think there's some work to be done. I think he thinks that this LSU football team has a chance to do something special. And he wants to be a part of it. Absolutely. And I think next year he has a good chance to, you know, this team will be ranked in the top 10 yeah. uh, preseason. And they bring a lot of talent back. And they bring a lot of talent in. Um, and I think he's got some chance to, you know, put some Heisman hype around himself. And I think the the discussion underneath this is how much of an impact is NIL play on this? Because mm-hmm. he would have been about the eighth or ninth quarterback off the board, which puts him at about a fourth-round pick or so. Um, and, you know, you're talking about $600,000 a year or so is what a fourth-round pick is looking at. Well, yeah. I mean, a good NIL deal, I mean, you can make some decent money – while in college and be, you know, a bona fide star while you do it. So you you really do wonder how much that, that supplemental income that he's able to have. I'm not saying, you know, he's getting 600000 of NIL deals next year. I think that'd be, that'd be a lot. But we do know he's a Get Gordon athlete, and he's got some NIL money coming in. And may, maybe, maybe that was enough to entice him to say, well, I can still make some money and be a star in college next year. Yeah, there's no paper trail, but you better believe more money legally changed hands yesterday than any other day in the history of college football. I mean, there's a, there were high-value flips, high-value signing day announcements. There's guys come, saying, I'm not going to the draft, I'm coming back. Um, and there were some announcements that didn't happen yet as cash is the calling card. So we shall see. But look, that's and with everything, there's that um, there's that scale, right? That you have to balance out. And when when you get some good news, 
the potential for some bad news to even that out comes a calling. Now the spotlight and the stopwatch is on Garrett Nussmeyer, I believe. Well, and I, I'd even put the spotlight on over to uh, Walker Howard a little bit. I think I think Nussmeyer's the first guy who comes to mind everybody's thinking about, but Walker Howard's your crown jewel of this quarterback room. He's the most highly recruited. He's got the most arm talent of any of these guys, and, and he's the guy who coaches and, and those who know quarterbacks, that's the guy who excites you for this program. So congratulations, Brian Kelly. You got your number one quarterback back for next year. Now you've got another challenge to face. Can you keep this quarterback room intact for next year? I'm going to tell you the previous administration – was never able to keep a room intact or, or really a roster at all intact. And that's why the previous administration is the previous administration. Um, now he's got the challenge. If he can keep all four of these guys on the roster next year, because you're bringing in Ricky Collins as well from Woodlawn, uh, that's an A-plus job roster management for Brian Kelly. So uh, that's what you want to do. What? And if you don't, I'll just tell you, you, at all costs, you don't want to lose Walker Howard. That, that's who my eyes would go to. See, he's just, he, he redshirted this year. He's going to be a redshirt freshman next year. He would have three years to play under his belt. I, I think that's doable. Yep. Very doable. Nussmeyer, on the other I hand. fine, yeah. Nussmeyer, on the other hand, that's eh, a whole different can of worms there. And that's why the, your first thought is him and – my, my point is that it'd be more costly to lose Walker Howard than Garrett Nussmeyer. In my I agree. Opinion. I think eventually Walker Howard will be the better quarterback than Garrett Nussmeyer, even though it might have not been this year. Walker Howard needed some time to get ready. I think eventually he will be a better quarterback. I don't know when, exactly what time, but uh, I tell you, you really don't want to lose a guy like that. You know, so, Sometimes you lose a guy who's caught in the middle, like a Nussmeyer, yep. you know, and I'm that happens. You. And certainly you'd prefer to have – him back but of the two you definitely want walker howard's your guy you do not want to lose at all costs okay uh preston guy with us we don't want to lose you either preston guy so don't go anywhere big fella but uh, i i think the odds of keeping that quarterback room intact are slim to none and i think slim just walked out the door we'll see um how do you assess uh national signing day day one for lsu it was a quiet day. Um, LSU signs, you know, a class that ranks anywhere from five to seven based on who you ask. Um, we've seen that a lot in the past for LSU. Uh, they missed on Isaac Smith. Uh, Desmond Ricks is set to announce here in the next couple hours, but uh, all indications are that, you know, he'll be heading to Bama, not LSU, as we all thought 48 hours ago. Just kind of shows you how fast things move, but it's still a strong class with about you know five guys who someone has named a five star at some point along this process. That's the Lance Hurd, Deshaun Walmack, Shelton Sampson, Talviano, and Jalen Brown. A uh, very talented class and addresses a lot of needs. Um, and uh, you always like to look at a class. Uh, you know, if you field a football team with this class, how good is that football team going to be? You don't want to have a team with just two offensive linemen. You want five offensive linemen. You get what I'm saying, composition of the class. That's a big philosophy of mine. It's a pretty good composition. But other than that, what stands out, they've got 25 guys committed, 25 guys signed in December. That's that's a big deal. Meaning you've got it locked in. And on top of that, Brian Kelly said he's going to have 
15 early enrollees. That's 15 guys that are going to get in the program and start yep. developing this spring. I don't think I've seen that many early enrollees ever. And then you throw in, they're expecting 8 to 10 guys from the transfer portal on top of that. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be a lot of fresh faces this spring, which is good. They need it. That's the new way. I, I was amazed that uh, the day bef- the night before signing day, so Tuesday evening, not one, not two, but three defensive linemen from the portal uh, committed to LSU with Jalen Lee from Florida, Paris Shan from Arizona, and Braden Swinson from Oregon. I mean that that's a position of need. We can see just already in the in the bowl game. No BJ Ojalari, no Jaquelin Roy, no no Ali Gay. So that means Mecky Wingo and a bunch of guys that didn't play that much. So that's a big area of of concern. And maybe you go to the portal. That's that's uh, that's what it's all about. Oh, absolutely. And that's what that's 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 the philosophy I think a lot of coaches will take moving forward. Is you know, get your 25 guys you need from this recruiting class. Get the guys you want to build your team around and address needs with the transfer portal. I mean, you really don't want to be plugging in true freshmen at positions of need. Like, you have no tight ends. Well, let's go bring in a bunch of freshmen. Well, you, you probably would rather bring in a transfer portal guy if you need those immediate reps. Because freshmen, you want to bring in and develop. So I think we're going to see more and more and more of that with just need basis. It, this year... You might bring in 35 to 40 guys, uh, and maybe that's just the new norm nice. with college football. Every single year, you're going to lose a dozen guys to the transfer portal, and you bring in about a dozen guys from the transfer portal. Yeah. Who knows, yeah. man? Uh, it, it, it's, a, it's a wild time we're facing. And, of course, all eyes move forward now to Denver Harris, the Texas A&M cornerback, uh, who's as talented as they come. Uh, there's some, uh, you know, LSU ties there. He, LSU was high on his list before he signed with A&M. Uh, I didn't think LSU was going to push hard for him with all the off-the-field stuff going on, but that's not the case. It's looking more and more likely every single day. Hmm. That'll be uh, that'll be very interesting, to say the least. I haven't looked. This just came out today. I wonder uh, when Vegas goes back to, to work, I wonder if LSU is going to be an even bigger favorite over Purdue in this bowl game now that – Everybody knows Jaden Daniels is going to play. Uh, you know, you say that, but LSU's also lost a couple guys. I mean, you know, all those defensive line guys you mentioned, they're not playing the bowl game. B.J. Ojolari's not playing. Quaylen uh, Roy's not playing. So, uh, you know, I, I, I would say that that line was already set with the expectation that Jaden Daniels will play. Okay. Um, okay. I'll tell you what, they asked me on SEC radio yesterday if uh, – if, um, there's any pressure for LSU to win this game. I was like, you know, I don't think anybody's considered that given everything Purdue's lost that LSU could lose this game, but it certainly would be embarrassing. I'll tell you what, it you would. do not want to lose this one. Yep. Pressure is on LSU. Um, no pressure on you, Preston guy. Thanks for stepping in for me today and helping us out. I greatly appreciate it. Good news for Brian Kelly. Now the clock is ticking and we'll have the spotlight on, um, uh, Garrett Nussmeyer, we'll see what decision he makes. And you can't fault him either way, whatever he decides to do. You cannot fault him. But Merry Christmas to you and all the folks at Tiger Bay. Please tell them all hello for me. And uh, and thank you again, Preston Guy. Sure will. Thanks for having me on, Jordy. Merry Christmas to all y'all. Thank you, buddy. I really do appreciate it. Now, if you're looking for great stocking stuffers for this holiday season, look no further 
Then the game clubhouse at 1037thegame.com, 1041thegame.com. As a member of our rewards club, you'll have the opportunity to score excellent prizes like a $150 gift certificate to Mr. Lester's Steakhouse at Cypress Bayou Casino Resort or a $25 gift certificate to Mabel's Kitchen, also at Cypress Bayou Casino Resort. But you can only score these great stocking stuffers by becoming a member of the game clubhouse at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. It's free. It's simple. So go sign up today. NFL picks week 16 from the Schwab when we return on this Thursday edition of the Jordy Helpert Show on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. You're home for the LSU Tigers and the World Series champion, Houston Astros. Helpful holiday tip number 12. Use caution when adding bourbon to your eggnog. Everyone likes a good time, but no one wants to see you have a pants down, face down in the yard good time. Okay? This helpful holiday tip brought to you by your family at the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. course we do red rudolph good welcome back boys and girls it's time to bring in our very good friend who does such a great job and it's so kind to join us um during this nfl season from yahoo sports out there in denver colorado mr frank schwab happy holidays merry christmas early frank how's the weather in denver by the way Ooh, it is. I couldn't tell you firsthand because I haven't been outside today, but I, I've heard anyway, the apps tell me that I think it's minus 13 out there, wind chill about minus 30, coldest it's been here in 30 years. So, yeah, nothing nothing nice out here. Wow. The Arctic blast is upon us, and it's going to have such a dramatic effect on these football games. Uh, beginning tonight, Jacksonville and that warm weather of Florida has got to go up to New York to take on the Jets. I mean, the Jags have been great, but can they play in the cold? Yeah, and, you know, it's supposed to be raining there, or precipitation, I guess. I, I suppose it could be snow. Uh, wind, I mean, it's just going to be miserable. Yeah. And, I, you know, I picked Jacksonville when you know, I had to put up my picks this morning, and now I'm reconsidering it because, you know, he kind of alluded to it. Jaguars are playing well, and their quarterback is on fire, but yeah. when it's you know, 35 degrees and the wind is whipping and it's raining. Uh, though that kind of it takes away your quarterback advantage, doesn't it? So, yeah. you know, the Jets are a defensive team. I could see this being a 13-10 kind of Jets win. I, I'm still going back and forth. It's going to be a good – it's an important game. It's Very. a pretty fun game. I think it's going to be kind of survival at a fittest type of game. Um, I guess I'm, I'm flipped. I'm kind of leaning towards the Jets now, but we'll see. I really – I want to – yeah, you know, I'm going to be tuning in early to Amazon Prime Video and be and seeing, you know, what does the the studio crew look like? Are, are papers yes. blowing away? Are they bundled yes. up like you know they they were? I think it was last week in Green Bay. Yeah. I think this could really be a game uh, like many of them where the weather affects everything. I mean, temperatures with the wind chill are going to be in the minus teens all over, all over the yeah. place. Uh, I don't know what it's going to be like in Carolina. Uh, but a very important game for Detroit and Carolina in terms of playoff implications. Boy, the Lions have been really good, and they're going to be a, a challenge for Carolina's defense. Um, man, talk to me about the Lions and the Panthers. Yeah, and this is a game where 
uh, the weather should be okay. I, I mean, I've looked at it. Uh, you're going to hear me talk about the weather a lot because I've, <laughs> you almost yeah. have to study it this week. Your mid-20s, not a lot of wind or rain or anything like that. Just kind of cold, which football players can deal with. Uh, you know, mid-20s, it's not minus 13 or anything. So right. Right. I don't think weather's really a big factor here, and that's why I can't understand totally the point spread. Lions are one of the hottest teams in football. They've won five of six, and they've played well. I mean, they've, they've beat good teams. They've played well against good teams, all that kind of stuff. And they're only minus two and a half against the Panthers. Like right. The Panthers had a shot. You know, they really did have a shot at the NFC South title, and maybe they still do. But I thought they needed to win last week, and they hosted the Pittsburgh Steelers and really did not play well at all. They, 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 yeah. they got manhandled a little bit. It's it just, I, I don't know what I'm missing. Why, like, why are the Lions not minus right. four and a half in this game? They're playing so well. I get they're on the road, but eh, like they, the hell, I won a big road game last week against the Jets. Yeah. I don't know. I'll, I'll take the Lions and, and still just keep trying to figure out what I'm missing here. I'm with you. I like the Lions in this one a lot. You don't have to worry about the two teams that are going to be playing. It may be the coldest spot, Chicago. Buffalo's used oh. to it. Chicago's used to it. Uh, the Bills are nine-point favorites in this one. They're trying to lock up the top seed in the AFC playoffs. Bears are playing out the string. Uh, Bills should be motivated, right? I mean, you assume, yeah, yes, but uh, I mean, it's one of those games where, and I, I've heard this a lot this week, where people say, oh, you know, Josh Allen has a strong arm. He could play in a cold. And, hey, the Bills, it's cold in Buffalo, too. They've played in the weather. Let yeah. me tell you something, and this is, keep this in mind, for every weather game going forward, once it gets to a certain temperature, Nobody is good in that Nobody. weather. Nobody likes right. playing in that weather. No, right. I don't care if these guys live in Buffalo or the guys who live in Green Bay, Wisconsin, or anything like that. You get to a certain point, nobody likes being out there. It is impossible to function. It is yep. impossible to, to, to just keep your mind about you when it's you've been in minus, what is it going to be, minus 25-degree windshield for yeah. three hours? Like oh Nobody likes that. No. And I think that that makes this game a little unpredictable. I think that yeah. I'll take the Bears in the points because the Bills are a far better team. And if they were playing this game in a dome, I had no problem. Uh, Bills, easy. Right. Like, I move on to the next game. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I, I'll i tell you this. I got Josh Allen on my main fantasy team this week. And it's like, well, he, he might throw for 100 yards in this game. I, I just That's right. It's going to be tough on both teams. It's going to be tough on a lot of these teams. This is the worst weather, or that or Cleveland, of the weekend. I'll take the Bears with the points and maybe even the Bears straight up just because it's going to be so weird. The Bears are the team, I just looked up this stat, pass rate over expectation, which is just kind of neutral, you know, when you're in your neutral positions and all that, how often okay. do you pass the ball? The okay. Bills are third in the league, which means they're the third pass-heaviest team in the league. Chicago Bears dead last. They want to run the ball every single play, yeah. and they, you know, for the yep. style they want, they must look at minus 10 or whatever it's going to be and say, this is our <sighs> kind of game. Let's go. You know what cracks me up? Everybody talks about Buffalo, Chicago, Cleveland. Those guys aren't practicing out in the cold. They got those no, no, they got no. those bubbles, nice and warm and toasty. They don't like to be out in that stuff either. So no, when I was covering the Packers a million years ago, uh, you know, or even the Broncos out here when I covered them, they'll sometimes go in the in, inside, uh, you know, but they'll leave the doors open. And it's like that's not the same <laughs> because coaches realize, yeah. you know, they could try to. They're not just going to practice outside because you can't get anything done. You can't. Right. You, you at least right. want to be able to function, and it's hard to do that with teeth are chattering everywhere. Which tells me, Frank Schwab from Yahoo Sports, how in the heck can the Saints who play in the friendly confines of a dome go to Cleveland 
and play in what's supposed to be minus 17 at some point in time. And the Browns are two and a half point favorites. The Saints have to win or they're out. Um, I, I just don't know how the Saints can do it. I'm taking Cleveland, even though the Cleveland's offense with Deshaun Watson hasn't been good. But, man, how do you play in that stuff? Uh, agreed. And I, I was shocked at another line I was surprised by. Because you look at this and you say, you know, like you said, New Orleans indoor team. Cleveland's kind of built for a game like this. They're going to get the ball to Nick Chubb a hundred times. Yep. Like, that's yep. Or Kareem Hunt, whatever else they got left over. And I, I don't know how the Saints really win this game. Like, again, everything gets thrown out the window when weather is this bad. I mean, the over-under for this game is 32-and-a-half. Right. <laughs> the lowest since, like, 2008. That's There's right. not going to be much scoring. Maybe just, you know, you catch a couple breaks, a couple fumbles here and there. But I don't know. I, I'm with you. I don't see how the Saints win this game. I, I don't like an indoor team going to play in this stuff against a run-heavy, you know, good offensive line, all that kind of – so, yeah, I like the Browns a lot in this game. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be awful. And I just think the the Browns are just better suited for these kind of conditions. <laughs> I'm with you. Here Here comes one of your favorites now, uh, Kansas City at home, Seattle coming across from the, the Pacific Northwest. It's going to be cold at Arrowhead for sure. I see a line of Kansas City anywhere from 9.5 to 10 – as a favorite, that's that double digit you like to talk about all the time. What holds up here? Yeah, and at some point, I think Seattle plays a little bit better. I mean, you know, last week couldn't move the ball against San Francisco. Well, you know, San Francisco's really tough. I mean, they've played some pretty good teams. Yes. They have not looked good, though. But I do think that the, the Kansas City defense is going to make it a little easier for them. You know, I, I think Kenneth Walker has a, a pretty good game. I think they can stay in this. Again, weather. If you know Patrick Mahomes isn't going to be out here throwing for 500 yards, it's 10 degrees. It's, right. it's just not the way that usually operates. I mean, he's Patrick Mahomes, so maybe he does, but I can't predict it. Right. So I'll take the Seahawks in the points. I just think we're going to see a lot of weird, wacky, low-scoring, ugly low games scoring. this week. And so yeah. you're going to hear me taking a lot of underdogs, I think. I'm with you. A lot of underdogs and a lot of unders in this thing. Yeah. Um, Minnesota's at home. They have clinched uh, their division. The Giants are playing for a wild card spot. Uh, the Vikings are favored by three and a half, four points. I can't, I, I'm not sure which one. Yeah, and I, I don't get this because last week, you know, the, the Giants play at the Commanders, who aren't a very good football team. They're right. four and a half point underdogs. They go and play an eleven and three Vikings team and a three and a half point under. Like, <laughs> are we saying the Commanders are better than the Minnesota Vikings? I, no, look, please. I get the Vikings are not good. I, I or, you know, they're not as good as an eleven and three. I get it. We've had that beaten to our heads by now. The the staffs don't like them. Blah blah blah. But we've gone way far too far the other way. Like the the Minnesota Vikings are not a bad football team, and exactly. I'll take them. The only question I have about them, like you said, they clinched their division. They're either the two or the three seed. Like it's like a when you look at the you know the various projection models and stuff, right. they're like a ninety nine point six percent chance to be either the two or the three seed. They can't move up to one. They can't move down to four. So how much motivation is there? How much do you really get fired up to play this game when you know you really don't have that much to play for? So motivation's all on the Giants side. I give you that, right. but I still think the Giants are that good. I and I, I think the Vikings are better than people give them credit for at least. I do too. So I'll take the Vikings and hey. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but I just think this line's a little too disrespectful to Minnesota. I'm with you. Frank Schwab, Yahoo Sports, Cincinnati, three-and-a-half-point favorite at New England. How do the Patriots bounce back after that oh. just 
debacle of a loss against the Raiders. I have never seen anything like it ever. Um, man, I like Cincinnati in this one. I know you love Belichick, but man, come yeah. on. Burrow and company. I'm, go- I'm going to my guy. I'm going to Bill Belichick. Look, we're Dang. right off the the Patriots. We think that they're just, you know, oh, the coaching's terrible and blah, blah, blah. Look, they screwed up last week. There's no doubt about that. But, you know, Cincinnati, honestly, when you look at Cincinnati's, you know, you get this time of year. you got to look at motivation. You really do. Uh-huh. Cincinnati next week plays the Bills, which is a much bigger game for them. True. And in Week 18, almost unless the Ravens really, really screw this up, Week 18 is the AFC North Championship game. This game doesn't mean a lot to the Bengals, really, like truly, as far as where they're trying to go, what they're trying to do yeah. with this season. Okay. I don't know that they're going to be up as much as they should, whereas the Patriots, you know they want to make up for getting embarrassed last week the way they did. It's going to be cold. It's going to be ter- terrible in New England, too. I, yeah. I think it, it's one of those where it's going to be in the single digits of the teens there, so not really conducive to a pass-first team. I, I'll take the Patriots straight up. I think the Patriots are going to win. Ahead. This is a Belichick special where everybody in the world is is doubting him, and he comes through. Frank Schwab picking Belichick <laughs> again. I love it. All right, Philadelphia at Dallas. No Jalen Hurts. That means Gardner Minshew. Um, Cowboys have looked bad the past two weeks, particularly on defense. Um, All right, so how much of a drop-off is it from a possible MVP to the mustachioed Gardner Minshew? (laughs) And and that's the thing. I think Gardner Minshew is the best backup quarterback in the league, I guess. Thank you. Brock Purdy. You know, Brock Purdy might be. I, who knows? We're seeing that story develop. But Minshew could play. Like, when, you know, when Jimmy Garoppolo went down for the 49ers, I saw so many people tweeting, like, oh, the Eagles should trade them Gardner Minshew, uh, you know, for a mid-round pick or whatever. No, the Eagles know what they got with that guy. And they knew if, if Jalen Hurts has to miss time, we're fine. You put Minshew in there, you can, you're, the offense is a lot different, but you can run a f- totally functional offense. Two great receivers. Dallas yeah. Goddard coming back at tight end. This, this line moved a lot. I think five, some six points, yeah. whatever it is now. Yeah. I think the Eagles are at six. I'll take the Eagles in the points. I think they're a very good football team. Like yeah. I said, that the Cowboys. I, I still like the Cowboys too, but they, you know, they struggle a little bit lately. And I think that that it, you know, I've talked about this before. Like taking teams their first game with a new quarterback, they rally around that guy. Everybody seems to play better. I think the Eagles come out and play a really good football game here, and I think we're at the end of it. We're like, yeah, you know what? Gardner Minshew is a good quarterback. <laughs> he should be starting somewhere in the NFL. And I think that they give him a game at least, and and I can't even rule them out winning straight up. I I just have that much respect for the Eagles roster from top to bottom. That old cliche, pressure, it either produces diamonds or it bursts pipes. All the pressure's on Dallas. Philly, they got no pressure. Maybe you can just go out there and sling it and play and have some fun. A lot of pressure on the Cowboys. We'll see what it produces. I like Philly. I really do like Philly. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, Boy, the Raiders at Pittsburgh. It was going to be such a special weekend with the retirement of the jersey of, of Franco Harris and the immaculate reception. Now he's gone. I just wonder if that plays a role in this one way or the other for the Steelers or three-point favorites over the Raiders. Yeah, and you never know. I I mean, these guys, these Steelers players, on one hand, they're 24 years old. I mean, I'm 46, and I barely saw Franco Harris play. You wonder if they have that much of a connection with him. But from it's different in places like Pittsburgh, Green Bay, places like that. 
And I think there is some connection to the past and the history. And you know Mike Tomlin is going to be reminding those guys, hey, this yeah. is – Let's go play play this for Franco Harris. You know the crowd's yeah. going to be into it. The crowd remembers oh, no Franco. Doubt. It's going to be emotional there. It's a it's the Raiders going to play in cold weather. I don't like that. Derek Carr's yeah. numbers in cold weather are pretty bad. I think the Steelers romp them. I really do. I think it's going to be a, one of those emotional nights where I think the players get into it and understand the the moment. You know, I mean, it is sad. I Franco, from all accounts, I mean, every single person I've ever had a conversation with about Loves Franco him. Harris has said he's just a, a you're just a great guy. Was was a yeah. wonderful dude. Obviously, a great player. Sad, sad, terribly sad news. But you know, I do think I am always reminded of the Bears somehow, some way beating the Packers in Lambeau Field a few days after Walter Payton died. And right. you know, That's it's just it, it, some franchises are a little crowd. bit different. I think I think Steelers are different. I think that I think yeah. they roll. I think that they they use this as motivation and they. Beat a Raiders team that's probably not going to like being in the cold weather. Yeah, I'm with. I think the crowd's going to make a huge difference. The happiest team alive has to be the Green Bay Packers because they get to go down to sunny Miami. But boy, they, <laughs> right. they they're still alive after winning Monday night. But man, tough turnaround on a short week. Dolphins have lost three straight. Do they make it four straight, or do they? Uh, but this ought to be a show between Rodgers and Tua. I think it's going to be a fun game. I really do. Yeah. And I don't want to make too much of the Packers beating the Bears and the Rams. I mean, those are two bad right. teams. But they've looked better. They really have. I I mean, through three quarters on Monday night, I thought the Packers were playing really well. They got sloppy in the fourth quarter, whatever. Uh, they were up 24-6. That happens. I, I think that I think the Packers give them a game because, you know, you heard Aaron Rodgers right after the game on ESPN talking to Lisa Salters. He, he laid it out. He's basically like, you know what? If we go down to Miami and win this one, we got two home games ahead of us. We win those, and who knows what happens? And I think they realize that. Anybody who says, you know, yeah. we just take this one at a time, they're lying. Like everybody That's knows exactly. the exact scenario, Thank you. and they know you go down to Miami, you win this game, you come home, you're playing the Vikings at home, you're playing the Lions at home, and you gotta you gotta feel like you could beat both of those teams at home if you're the Packers, and then maybe you get lucky and get some help. But this is the hump game for them. Got to win not. this one. I don't know if they will win, but I'll take four and a half. I'll tell you that, or four or whatever it is. I think okay. the Packers give them a great game here. I think that they know their season's on the line here. I think Miami, yeah, Miami looked better last week, and this isn't really me taking against Miami. I'm not. I think Miami's a really good team. But I just think this is the Packers season right here, and you're going to see their best performance of the year. I'm with you. Frank Schwab, Yahoo Sports. Is anybody going to be watching Denver at the L.A. Rams? And Denver on the <laughs> road – is a two-point favorite. I showed you how bad the Rams are. Oh, they're terrible. They're hard to watch. I mean, it's just, and not all their fault. There's been so many injuries. I, yeah. I, yeah, I don't think a lot of people are going to be watching this game. This this game was so promising when the schedule came out. I was like, ooh, wow, yes. that'll be a fun one. No, it's not a fun one. I'll take the Broncos because I trust their defense. That's it. Like I have, I don't trust anything else about that game, but I know the Broncos' defense is pretty good. <laughs> all right, in 10 seconds, Tampa Bay at Arizona. Tampa Bay, a six-and-a-half-point road favorite. Like, uh, I'm glad like I only that? have 10 seconds. I guess I'll take Arizona in the points just because the Buccaneers have been really, really bad lately. Merry Christmas, Frank Schwab. Thank you so much. Hope you have a great, great weekend. Yep, happy holidays to everybody out All there. Right, buddy. You take care. Frank Schwab from Yahoo Sports. Back to wrap up our number one after this timeout on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, your home for the LSU Tigers and the World Series champion, Houston Astros. 
And we welcome you back, NBA fans. DraftKings Sportsbook is my go-to when betting on the NBA this holiday season. Right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving a special treat. A no-sweat bet on every New Orleans Pelicans game this season. Everyone can earn a no-sweat bet with DraftKings Sportsbook. Place an eligible bet of your choice on a New Orleans game. If it doesn't hit, you'll get your money back in a free bet. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. New, new customers can sign up with promo code 1037GAME and get a no-sweat bet on every New Orleans Pelicans game this December. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app and opt in today to receive this limited-time offer. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Must be 21 or older. Phil the president in Louisiana. Select parishes only. Max reward limits apply. One free bet issue based on amount of initial losing bet. Eligibility restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms. Licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Coming up, hour number two, Independence Bowl preview. More fun stuff with Faust. And we'll make our picks on the big games starting today and running through the weekend. Our number two of the Jordy Helpert Show comes next. Stay with us. Live and local. This is the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Open for the end zone. It's a Saints touchdown. It's time for two hours of the best sports talk on the airwaves. Here's your host, the Blonde Bomber, Jordy Holtberg. Hour two of two, and away we go. My main man, James Mesh, back in the master control suite in the game studio, spinning the tunes, pushing all the buttons. We're on 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. We're streaming around the world, 1037thegame.com, 1041thegame.com, and we're also simulcast on Stadium 32.3 and 133 on LUS Fiber. We talked a lot about our number one, the big story locally. Jaden Daniels says he's coming back to LSU for another season. We'll play in the bowl game and uh, we'll come back and try to lead the Tigers to the promised land. LSU had 25 signatures on the dotted line yesterday. They were awaiting a big get at 4.30 this afternoon in Desmond Ricks. Looks like it's between LSU and Alabama. We shall see what happens along those lines. Frank Schwab made his picks in the, uh, of uh, week 16 of the NFL where weather is going to play such a factor, such a factor, so cold. The Saints heading to Cleveland where it's going to be about minus 17, wind chill and all that. I don't know how you play in it. I don't know how the Saints play in it. But we'll have our picks coming up later on uh, in the show. George Faust will also join us from KLFY. We've moved Fridays with Faust to Thursday with Faust. Just this one time because we are we are off tomorrow uh, for Christmas. And we'll be off Friday. And we'll be off the following Monday. So uh, we're looking forward to that. Tomorrow at 2 o'clock, pretty big ball game, uh, the Independence Bowl. Can anybody name the full name of the bowl? Uh, I can because I'm looking at it. The 2022 Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl as Houston uh, will take on the Raging Cajuns at Independence Stadium. Again, 2 o'clock kickoff. The weather is going to be um, <laughs> it's going to be chilly to say the very, 
very least. So we're waiting for Gerald Broussard to join us, um, who does the radio coverage for the Raging Cajun to get his thoughts uh, on the ball game. So when James has him, he'll let me know and we'll go from there. Um, this is a great pitch and catch combo for Houston and, and Dana Holgerson. It'll be Clayton Toon to Tank Dell. Can the Cajuns can the Cajuns um, find him, uh, stop him or not? And for the Raging Cajuns, they switch coaches, obviously, from Billy Napier to Michael Desimo. But the winning tradition continues in Lafayette. In fact, in fact, um, be the fifth a program record, fifth consecutive bowl game for the Raging Cajuns. So um gonna be fun so gerald broussard joins us now um are you merry christmas happy holidays buddy how are you i'm doing well same to you jordy good to hear your voice yeah it's uh i i love holiday time especially well i was gonna say in a bowl game added to it but uh it's gonna be a little nipply up there tomorrow yeah, it is it is are you making the trip tomorrow or have you already made the journey no, I'm going to go tomorrow. Actually, okay. tomorrow is, is my anniversary, my 33rd anniversary. And I, I offered Julie, my wife, I said, hey, you want to go spend a night in Shreveport and all this? She saw the weather. She said, I'm going to let you handle that on your own. And so <laughs> I'm going I'm gonna, to uh, wake up early. And then Brandon uh, Barrett, our spotter, is going to, he and I will ride out there tomorrow morning. Yeah, it's about, it's not that far. It should be a good ride. It's gonna be cold, but it's gonna be a beautiful day, and it should be a fun, fun travel. Uh, how motivated do you think? That's what these bowl games are all about. Who's motivated and who's not? Do you believe the Cajuns are motivated to play in this game? I really do, and I and I hope they are. I, I, it, it's an opportunity. Uh, it's a reward to to a struggle to the success you had towards the end of the season, Jordy. Right. Uh, we've seen that in some of the early bowl games, and, and I think you hit it on the head. It is all about motivation. And, and uh, one thing about it, I know you hear the te- the people that opt out and that that, that choose mm-hmm. to do other things and play. I'm glad that they do that. I think it gives upper- other people an opportunity to get some some uh, some playing time. And you know, I know yeah. the Cajuns were talking about uh, you know Michael Jefferson being gone, but it gives uh, the other guys in, in the receiving core a chance to see the ball and get the ball thrown to them and, and see some, some get some reps out of it. Uh, I think you're going to have some young guys that are going to get some time in there. And I, I think they ought to be, should be excited. I mean, it's going to be cold. We know that. But, but I mean, yeah. other than that, it's another chance to play and to get to play. And, you know, you're on national television. You're in a new place. I, 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 I'm excited. I hope they are. I don't know what the weather factor does to a team that likes to throw it all over the yard because Houston has Clayton Tune and Tank Dell, and they're they're really, really good. Even though Houston, who won 12 games a year ago, took a step back, they're 7-5. and five. They were 5-3 and three in the AAC. But what does the weather do to a team that likes to throw it all over the yard like that? Well, I think the cold is one part of it. The other part of it is the wind. I, I know right. wind affects the football. Most of the time, people will tell you that wind's going to affect the football more than anything. But but when when if it gets as cold as they're predicting, if it stays below freezing the whole time, as the game goes on, Georgia, the ball gets harder and harder to right. catch. 
I mean, and, and that's going to make it a chore. The wind can play effect in it. Now, a lot of what Houston does is a lot of now throws. And, and, and you mentioned Clayton, too. George, he's good now. I'm telling yeah. you, he, he's a big, he's an athletic cat. Uh, he can make some plays. Dell is a player. Now, he's not big. Now, he's narrow. So he's going to feel a little bit of it in the bones. But he's not the only one. They've got a couple other receivers that can really play. Dell's the guy that can score on any play. And it doesn't have to be thrown far for him to catch it and go to the house with it. And so, but, but you know, they, they have to be able to play through the conditions, through the physical part. And when I coached the receivers, we played in a couple cold, not, nothing like this. Now, when, I, when we played in some conditions a little worse than this yep. up in northern Illinois. But but I was coaching line then. This was this is different. Uh, and and uh, you know the receivers they're going to feel it a little bit. They're going to have to find a way to keep their hands warm in there without hindering their ability to feel the football. You can't put right. a hand warmer in there and then all of a sudden you can't catch the ball. You know because yeah. you, your hands look like mitts. You know so it's going to be a chore and it does affect. I love. Teams that can run in the cold. Chris Smith opted to to play in the bowl game, which was great news, uh, I think, for the Cajuns. Can that offensive line hold up, and can they ground and pound it against Houston? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Look, if now Fat Man have an advantage anyway, because we got a little extra layer now. So yeah. so you start out on the plus side of everything. Now they're probably going to wear less clothes than most everybody else because they want to show off their muscles and all that kind of stuff. Which you know, I guess that that's okay too. But if you really want to, you know, just kind of get you get get lathered up and warm up, go butter up to another fat guy and just go mm-hmm. start splattering people and putting your hat on them, and and that that's when it's fun. And look, you can actually lather up in there. Now the the hard part about playing in the cold, George, is coming off. As long as you're out there in the game and yeah. playing, you can keep a good lather going. Uh, but but I think that you know if, if when you come off, you got to find a way to to not get too cold with it, but I, the big guys like to do. They 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 want to they want to hit each other in the face, whether it's cold or if it's wet. And because <laughs> the guys on defense now, I mean, they're in a reaction position, so they have to react under these adverse conditions. Well, fat guys on offense, we we're acting, we're not reacting, so we know where we want to go. And if we can waddle up to you and just kind of play the big man, that's why polar bears are big, Jordy. You don't see skinny polar bears. That's true. And so, yeah, that's the cold true. the cold is good for the fat people. Uh, in all my years of broadcasting, that's the first time that the a mention of a polar bear occurred. But it makes perfect sense they do have layers on it that's right there'll be chicken broth on the sidelines i'm sure there'll be coffee on the sidelines i'm sure my buddy um will uh that has big fog will be there with all the heaters and all that kind of stuff so uh they should be fine but the question is can if houston gets going and with that pass catch combination how how confident are you of the second first off the defensive front to put pressure on the quarterback tune and secondly, the defensive secondary to kind of be able to try to contain Tank Dell. Well, and, and I think that, you know, the, the one guy in the front that everybody talks about is Zion Hill Green. And he's, yeah. he's a sack away from being an all-time sack leader for the Cajuns. And I do oh, anticipate go. him getting that. But but it is going to be tough to get to tune, not just because of the scheme of the offense, but, George, he's a really good athlete. I'm talking about Clayton Tune is. Uh, he avoids the rush well. He's got a burst to him so he can get out of there. The thing to be able to do that the Cajun defensive line needs to do is you can't abort 
your 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 uh, responsibility just to try and get to him. You've got to be able to keep him contained in there, and it's going to come down to the secondary. I do believe that. Uh, I think that you know the Cajuns have had a good secondary and have played well in the back this year. Going to have to keep them in front as always and not give up the big play. And look, Houston will scheme to get the big play. And so, right. you know, that that's going to be a chore for them. I do think, though, that, that the, the cold, and it depends on the direction of the wind, too. You know, if you're going with or against the wind, a lot of times people think going with the wind is, is can, and it does help if you're trying to throw the long ball, but you can overthrow a lot of balls, too. And True. if the ball gets away from tune, the Cajun secondary can catch. And I'm just telling you what I know. They can catch. They, mm-hmm. they, they will have a chance to catch a few of them tomorrow. And I think that's going to play big in it. And we know, you know, turnovers run the football. If you can do that, get a few turnovers and run the football, your chances of winning are, are, are pretty good. And you're going to have opportunities to, to do that tomorrow. And I, I do anticipate the Cajuns being able to get to I do think, though, Jory, it's going to be tough to get to Clayton Toon. You're going to have mm-hmm. to play real good in the back. Well, you got to make them one-dimensional. If they, if they can start running the football, then, you, then you're in deep trouble. So take away the run, make that. Houston throw it, throw it, throw it, and that's when mistakes happen. But, boy, if they can run it, ooh, that's, that's, tough to, that's tough to combat. But you can score against them. Is there a – the fact that um, Woolridge is out, um, does that play a big role in this at all? Are you confident that Fields can get it done? I think I think he can, and look, he he's had an opportunity to do it in the past. He's been the starter. I mean, you know, truth be known, he was he beat out Ben early, and yeah. so Chandler's more than capable of doing it. He's got a good arm to throw with in a win game. I mean, he's got a live arm with it, okay. uh, but. Uh, I, I'm with you, Jordy. I, I, and look, if, if the Cajuns don't throw a pass and are able to win the game, that could be a perfect game to me. You know, because I do think you got some people in the backfield that can run the football. But I also, you know, with, with Michael Jefferson being gone, I, I, I think that there's going to be some opportunities to see, uh, you know, like Lance LeJean, what can he do? Get a chance mm-hmm. to get big Johnny Lumpkin involved, the tight ends and Neil Johnson and Pierce Meagle and stuff like that, Peter LeBlanc, the other receivers, Errol Rogers, the other receivers. Receivers involved uh, in that thing, and and I I know that Chandler has a feel for those guys because those are the guys he was playing with early. The other part of it is is that he can play a little free and and do some good things. And I wouldn't be shocked now if, if Zion Chris doesn't get in there and try and uh, you know show what he can do a little bit. And and Jordy, he's got an arm that'll cut the wind. Now yeah. the young freshman's got an arm that can cut the wind. But I do believe it's the success of the cages is going to go based on their ability to run the football and to make Houston keep throwing. Don't let Houston run. Just run the football and make Houston keep throwing. I just want to throw one stat out there for Toon. Um, Just one game in particular against SMU. All he did was throw for 527 yards and seven touchdowns. That's all I'm going to say. The the potential is there. I hope the Cajuns' defense is ready. Uh, cause if not, this dude can throw it, but Gerald, you'll be there and we'll be watching yes, sir. and we're hoping at two o'clock, the Cajuns put their best foot forward. boy, it would be great to head into the off season with a win. They get to seven and six, all is right with the world. So safe travels, yep. have a great call and Merry Christmas, man. Same to you, my friend. I appreciate y'all, and you have a great Christmas. And, look, let's all pray for our little buddy, Cody Juno, my godchild, who'll be on the sideline for that. Yeah. I'll be warm. I'm going to be drinking hot chocolate and coffee. <laughs> That's right. All right, Gerald. Safe travels to Shreveport. We'll take a quick time out here when we come back. 
We'll continue the conversation with our good friend uh, Fridays with Faust on a Thursday here on the Jordy Helfrich Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, your home for the LSU Tigers and the World Series champion, Houston Astros. There's no better way to wrap up the work week than talking with the man regarded as the king of Acadiana sports media, KLFY sports director, George Faust. It's time for Fridays with Faust here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Well, we are wrapping up our work week, so this really is kind of a Friday with us, but it's Fridays with Faust on a Thursday. Merry, Merry, Merry Christmas, man. What's happening? Merry Christmas. Not much. Just uh, trying to roll on into work and... uh, Get this last day before the Christmas break. We're going to knock that out. You know, I, I get to avoid the temperatures. Karaski's going to take care of that for us tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fri- yeah. When do they play Friday at 2? Yep. Yeah. Friday at 2. <laughs> Absolutely. About 9 degrees. Days all yeah, run well. together, Jordy. Days all run together. Oh, right trust now. me. Trust me. I know. How's, uh, how's your son's basketball team doing? Oh, they're pretty good, actually. They play tonight. Uh, Turlings at the Turlings tournament. Uh, okay. So they're, uh, they're, they're in that. Uh, they're doing pretty good. I think they, they, you know, they started late just because of football season. And, uh, yeah, so, so Notre Dame Pio is doing all right. They, uh, they're they 3-0 and right now. And uh, so rolling nice. into the, the holidays. Got a couple of holiday tournaments they're playing in. The Turlings tournament, and then they're going to play in the St. Ed's uh, tournament as well. So, uh, that's a Good. tournament they won two years ago, and uh, they lost last year to uh, Sulphur. But uh, they 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 start this year. They're going to play in that tournament. They're going to play Saint Ed, Saint Saint Charles, uh, right off the bat. So maybe a little redemption on the court for the that's football right. season. We'll see. There you go. Yeah. My daughter, <laughs> um, my daughter plays for Saint Joe's Academy, and they, they've already got eleven games under their belt. They're eight and three. They won last nice. night, thirty-five, uh, thirty-four. A defensive game. My daughter had twenty-three <laughs> of the thirty-five. She was on fire. Hey, she she gonna, she gonna go play in college somewhere? Or you don't she's know. Got, she's got some offers, believe it or not. Yeah, I'm waiting for Broadhead. You need to let Broadhead know. You got to come check That's this it. this girl out. That's it. Now I was thinking, man, that, that, like the, the blonde bomberette. <laughs> anyway, we got another game tonight in French Settlement. That's three games in in three nights, and uh, whoo, it's tough. It's tough, but but you go and you do it. Uh, what are you, what are your thoughts? Um, getting off of our own personal lives, nobody really cares about that. But <laughs> well, you know, hey, if, if you let people in, they let you in. So that's the that's way. right. That's right. Um, Houston and. The Raging Cajun. Boy, Houston can throw it, man. They can pitch it and catch it. I don't know what the weather does to those kind of guys, but uh, Cajun's defense going to have their hands full. Yeah, look, and if if there's, you know, I think offensively, uh, you know, they can can survive a little bit. I think, you know, losing people. uh, Defensively, I think it's a little bit more, uh, it can be more impactful because if you give up too many points, then yeah. uh, it's, it's hard for this team, the way they played this season, to kind of score in bunches. It, it, it seems like to me. I mean, look, you got you got the 
you know, you, we know Andre Jones isn't playing, and, and so that's that's a, it's a little bit of a hit. But, you know, I, look, in, in games like this, it's so hard to tell because right. people, you, you know, you don't know somebody's not playing or somebody is playing, and and uh, maybe the guy who was, was that wasn't getting an opportunity, he steps up. You never know. So uh, it is definitely difficult. I think you know Houston likes to throw it around. They got they got a stud wide receiver, right? And so mm-hmm. uh, I think being able to kind of contain that guy, he might he might that might help out a little bit if you can do that. Uh, I think the look the great equalizer is always weather. Right, so yes. I mean, if 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 this guy doesn't like to catch uh, cold uh, footballs that are ice, uh, you know, and like yeah. a, like a brick of ice, exactly. Maybe, maybe he doesn't play as well, you know. So yeah. uh, there's different factors I think that can come into it. I think Houston might have a little bit of an edge though, just because I, I think they, they their their talent level is still there for this right. team. You understand what I'm saying? So I, I think, do. I think I do. there's a little bit of an edge for the Cougars heading into this. Now, it doesn't mean the Cadence can't perform at a high level and, and win mm-hmm. this game, which would be huge. Uh, yes. for, for I think I think it's a it's a it's a it would be a big you know comfort to Michael Desimo to be able to say, hey, look what we did in our first year, and uh, not rely on last year's New Orleans Bowl victory. Right. You know, I, I think that would be huge for him. Fifth straight year going to a bowl game. It's a tough day. The, uh, the, the 23rd, Christmas right around the corner. Do you anticipate uh, the Cajun faithful uh, traveling to Shreveport, sitting out in that weather, or do you think it's going to be kind of an empty stadium? Uh, if I'm being honest, I, it's probably going to be uh, a little less than what C- the, the Cajun brass would want. Um, yes. I just, I, I just think – I agree. I, I mean, look, people, people here – when they go to Cajun games on a, a, a at a six a six o'clock on a Saturday night, they if it's raining a little bit, they they tend to stay home. So right. now throw throw a, a two and a half hour drive up north, and uh, you know it's going to be nine degrees with zero wind chill. You know, I, yeah. I I don't know a lot of lot of uh, average fans that would that would that would take take that in. I'm but, with you. Uh, I think that's going to affect them a little bit. It's going to affect Houston too, though. I don't think yep. I don't think Cougar fans are traveling either. Dude. I would love to see what the what the numbers are for the tickets and see oh, year to year nobody, how, how much it dropped. Nobody from Houston, other than the the players, parents, and families, are going to be at that game. I can promise you that. And look, no player in their right mind wants to play in that kind of weather. So the big you say the weather is the is the equalizer. The equalizer is who wants to play? Who's really fired up to play? Because I promise you there are going to be some guys that are like, let's get this thing over with. It's been a long season. I want to get some rest. I'm tired. Yeah. Yeah. Look, yeah. I mean, I think once to get once you get out there, it's a little different. But, yes, you're right. Nobody goes – I, look, I didn't want to. I, I didn't want to go Christmas shopping today to, 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 because it was a little chilly. You, you, you think guys want to go outside and, and hit each other with? Dude, you ever gotten hit when it's this cold? And, and, I played basketball. I played no way, no way. I played basketball. Climate control. Yeah, basketball. Climate control, George. We don't do that crazy go. stuff. No, that's right. No. 
We get hit, but no, 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 no. You got to, you got to deal with getting to the arena. That's what you got to deal with. Yeah. All right. Look, I got to pick this game, so I, I want to lean on your expertise. Who you got? Cajuns, Cougars. Cougars favored by a touchdown in this thing. All right. I've got. All right. I I think Houston's going to win the game. I, I, I just think they, they have a little bit more offensive power. I, I think the Cajuns are. Um, I hope I'm wrong. Let me preface it by saying that. I of hope course, I'm wrong. we know that. I think we know where right. we know where you get your paycheck. I know that. <laughs> I understand, but I just want the people that are listening that that sign the paycheck and that uh, you know provide <laughs> the interviews to, to to understand that. But yes, I, I, I think just a little bit better. I mean, look, Houston and Tulane went into overtime this year, from what yeah. I remember. So that that that, that was a and Tulane a pretty good team, right? They're playing in the Cotton Bowl. So uh, I think the Cougars have a little bit of an advantage. I think I, I'd give it to them. I don't know what the spread is. Is it three or six or something like that? Seven. Seven. Sure. Seven. Yeah, I, I, if that, uh, I might take the Cajuns and the points, then, okay. uh, if that's the case. Right. But, uh, but I think Houston wins the game outright. George Faust, I hope you have a wonderful uh, Christmas. I hope you get a couple of days off. That news business never stops, though, man. I, I look, I've been there, done uh, that. So I hope you hope you got it with seniority. I hope you got it all figured out and you get a break. <laughs> yeah. uh, that would be nice. But uh, I greatly I, appreciate it. I, uh, I love talk, I love talking to you about this, Jordy, because you're you understand it so well. <laughs> oh, baby, look, trust me, trust me. I know. But thank you for doing a Friday with Faust on a Thursday. And Merry Christmas to you and that beautiful family. All right, George. Thank you. Merry Christmas to you guys as well. You you and yours. All right, George. See you soon, buddy. Yep, sounds good. Tune in next week to Jordy Holdberg for Fridays with Faust. Here on The Game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Helpful holiday tip number 36. Your precious little ones should receive a few boxes of boring clothes under the tree. Yeah, they'll surely be disappointed, but that helps build character. This helpful holiday tip brought to you by your family at the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Here comes James, here comes George as we wrap up the day. Oh, that's terrible. That's terrible. James Mesh back of the uh, the game studios and my buddy George Becknell. I thought that was clever, George, but how are you, my friend? Hey, Jordan, I'm, I'm fantastic. And look, I thought it was clever too, man. The only, the, the only way you messed up is you got up off it too quick. Like you was flowing. Uh, it, was, it was good. I wanted people to listen to us and not change the channel with my melodious Frank Sinatra voice here. Uh, you got all your Christmas shopping done? What's that What's that Atlanta Braves hat? What's, what's that about? Well, you know, Jordan, I, I felt bad because I was doing some taunting of the Atlanta people this Sunday. Um, I might have taken over the board, so uh, I, I say, well, look, we got one team in common. Let me let me rep this team. Oh, uh, okay. All right. Very good. You guys ready to... Uh, <laughs> not, not, not that many picks today, but we got about seven of them. And a little mix it. of this and that. So so let's start off. Um, man, the, the luster. There's no Tim Duncan and Mano Ginobili for the Spurs. And there's no Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram for the Pels. Ingram uh, with that foot problem. And Zion's in the protocol. Um, 
Chappelle's got to win it. Somebody's got to step up. Do they do it? Yeah, absolutely. The Pels do it. You know, you, you got more of a winning culture with the Pelicans. I know you got your stars out, but you got guys that's ready to step up, guys that hit big shots. I think Jose Alvarado's going to make some plays too. Herb Jones is going to make some plays. And look, man, the, the Spurs ain't what, it, what they used to be. You just no, mentioned they aren't. You, you remember when Tim Duncan was playing and people were like, man, that Greg Popovich is just as good, if not better, than Phil Jackson. <laughs> hadn't heard that in a while. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. No, I hadn't heard no, that. No, but, but no, I, I think you got to go Pelicans here because even though you're missing some of your stars, I think I, I like what Willie Green's done, and I think he's got a winning culture. And right now, Popovich don't. So maybe give, give me the Pelicans. I may be wrong, but did Willie Green kind of coach under uh, under Popovich's wing at one point in time? Am I crazy? I kind of uh, looked that he, up. I, I don't know if he did directly, but I know for sure Monty Williams did, and then he comes from Monty Williams' tree. So, I mean, he's still on the tree, whether he yeah, coached yeah, directly yeah, or not. Yeah. So you give him a little credit for it. Okay. Did you know his name? middle name was Julius, as in Irving? Um, no, you're right. You're right. He is uh, under the Phoenix Suns. He did not coach hand-in-hand hand with Popovich. Okay. James, so you got the Pels. Uh, James Mesh. Our, uh, he loves hoops, by the way. He's a big NBA <laughs> fan. Uh, what do you think, James? I think it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. You don't have Zion. You're still without Brandon Ingram. But here's the thing with the Pels: they got plenty of quality depth. They got yeah. nine, ten guys that they can roll out just about any yeah. night of the week. So I really like that. And even though the Spurs. They're still okay. I mean, Keldon Johnson's putting up a solid 21. They still got Jacob Podal. To me, it's still not enough for them to beat the Pell, so I'm definitely going to take New Orleans in this one. Yeah, I think C.J. McCollum. Um, I think Jonas Valanciunas, uh, Murphy, Herb Jones. I, I think they got enough firepower. I, I like the Pell. And look, the Pells need a win. They lost four in a row. They need a win in a big-time yep. way. And it's a small slate, only two games uh, on, on tap for tonight, the other is the Washington Wizards, who snapped a 10-game losing streak just the other day, finally, against the team that the Pels can't beat, and that's the Utah Jazz. So so we shall see, uh, but we all like the Pels in this one. Uh, not a game, but both of you, uh, we'll start with you, George. Um, the big news coming out of Baton Rouge, Jaden Daniels coming back for another year. Your thoughts on that? I thought this was the best decision for all parties involved. I, I like... I like Jaden Daniels leading this LSU football team. I think they're a national championship contender with him coming back. I like what I saw. And as far as for him, I don't think he's developed enough as a passer to have a good National Football League career. I see the potential, but I definitely think the one extra year in Baton Rouge is beneficial, especially under Brian Kelly. So I thought it was a good move and a great decision for both sides. And me as a Tiger fan, I'm excited, and uh, maybe we'll beat Bama two years in a row. <laughs> yeah, who's Bama's quarterback going to be? That's a question mark. James, um, surprise, not surprise, and what does this mean to that quarterback room? Do you expect or anticipate uh, some movement there? So I wasn't totally shocked. I thought a lot of people were saying they anticipated Jane Daniels to go for the draft, but I had never heard any real indication that he was. So I was like, well, I kind of feel like, if I were the player, it was the same way. If I felt like I went out the way he did with the SEC championship and getting injured, I'd feel like I need to run this back. I need to do this another year. And even with that, 
I do anticipate uh, Garrett Nussmeyer to hit the transfer portal soon. Yes. Um, yeah. Jane Daniels coming back really good because even though he showed a lot of good signs, I think he still needs to show that tenacity and show like he is aggressive and actually push the ball downfield more. And I feel like having Brian Kelly get in his ear more another year could actually help him do that in his development. Uh, and then it also doesn't hurt having Walker Howard kind of sit another year to learn because with that red shirt, even if he sits out another year in 2023, he'll still have three more years of eligibility. That's right. Look, this this is the classic example of the pros when it comes to NIL. If there's no NIL money, Jaden Daniels is not coming back to LSU. I can promise Thanks. you he's going to go and, and try his luck in the league. Um, I don't care if he's a second round, second day pick, fourth round, whatever. Money is money. This is what NIL is all about. And so good for him. Good for LSU. That's terrific. All right, let's press on football, NFL style. Weather is going to be a huge factor across the country on this one. Jacksonville at the New York Jets tonight. Trevor Lawrence and the, and the Jags are on fire, but they got to go play up in New Jersey. What do you think, George? Hey, Jordan, I think I think what you what you have right now is you have a tale of two different teams. I think the New York Jets is going to be a team of the future. They got it all, except they don't have a quarterback. Mike yeah. White has been out, and like you said, Trevor Lawrence has been figuring out some things. He's looking like he was the first pick overall for a reason. Yeah, I think the Jacksonville Jaguars get this done. I know it's going to be cold. I know it's going to be uncomfortable. But I like what Dougie P and Trevor Lawrence has been able to do. And the Jets, it's just not your year. You're a quarterback away. Give me the Jacksonville Jaguars. All right, James Mesh. Uh, the Jags are a one, two and a half point underdog in this thing. For me, I really like what the Jags are doing. I really like that Trevor's really developed and he's actually got some solid weapons with him now as opposed to last year. Um, but looking at last week, usually whenever you have kind of like a big comeback, you kind of put in all that effort into that game, and then you kind of just fall apart the next game. And with this being a short week, it kind of feels like that's setting up for it. Even though I don't like Zach Wilson and I'm not anticipating much from him, I think the Jets will still end up winning in spite of Zach Wilson. Give me the Jets' defense. Um, sorry, Trevor. Uh, it's going to be tough sledding. Give me the Jets and their defense to win that one. All right. The hottest team in football, the Detroit Lions. Um, they're going from the cold of Detroit to the not so cold Carolina. Very important game for both teams. Uh, they're both still staying alive in the in the playoff mix. Um, boy, Carolina was bad last week, George, against your Steelers. Uh, Lions, they, they can throw it. They can run it. They can do a bunch. Do the Lions keep keep it keeping on? Oh, man, Jordan, just imagine this. Just imagine if Sean Payton retires a year earlier and Dan Campbell might be a, a candidate for the Saints head coaching job instead mm -hmm. of Dennis Allen. Wouldn't that be nice? Wow. But, uh, but, but not Dan Never Campbell. I, I, I've been, I've, I've loved Dan Campbell since he was, since he was a tight end on the Saints. He was, uh, Miami Dolphins head coach and now he's Lions head coach. I love the job he's done. This Lions football team is a good football team. Like you said, they run the ball well, they throw it well. They and Carolina, Carolina's like the little engine that could, but now nah, the Lions actually playing for something. I think the Lions go here and take care of business, and they win going away. Give me the Lions. 
Who, uh, James, who's the quarterback for Carolina? I can't keep track. Uh, they went back to Sam Darnold. Oh, okay. Okay. Who do you like? Uh, Lions I'm, <laughs> or I, Panthers? I, I'm, worried, I'm worried that Detroit, even though they've won, was it, six out of their last seven after yeah, starting one and six? Right. Uh, I, I worry that they're on a on a roll on a roll, but I'm kind of scared that with this one being in Carolina, for some reason Carolina has the advantage. I th- I think Detroit kind of just falls apart in this one. I don't think that Carolina wins by like a huge amount by any stretch, but I think that Carolina is able to win by like three, and I, I think it'll be kind of relatively low scoring. You don't rely too much, and you may see a touchdown or two from Chuba Hubbard. All right. Uh, I'm going to agree with George on this one. I just think the Lions have too much offense. I don't think the Panthers can keep up with them. Um, so give me Detroit to keep keep it alive, and Chuck Wood will have a very, very happy day with that one. All right. No Jalen Hurts. Gardner Minshew's at quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. They are at Dallas. Don't you think all the pressure in the world is on the Cowboys and the Eagles are just free flying around, George? Absolutely. All the pressure in the world is on the Dallas Cowboys. And look, Jaden Hurts is is my MVP favorite. Right. And, and he's had a hell of a year. But look, the Eagles aren't winning just because Jalen Hurts all of a sudden woke up and became a good passer. Agreed. This is a very good football team. And look, Dallas Cowboys, in, my words, in the words of Stephen A. Smith, are allergic to prosperity. This would be a game that they need to have and they're going to choke. You know, Dak Prescott has been a pretender as a superstar quarterback, I don't think they got the firepower to match with the Eagles. Give me the Eagles to win this on the road and wrap up this division. Okay. The Cowboys will be a, a wild card right. going to New Orleans. We have Frank Schwab come on every Thursday. He's with Yahoo Sports. He calls Gardner Minshew the best backup quarterback in the league. He thinks Philadelphia doesn't skip a beat. James, do you agree? I do agree. I, I'm a big fan of Gardner Minshew. I, I love him and his Mississippi mud flat, which is what he calls his mullet. Yeah. I love what he's able to do. And he even won last year uh, just coming off because Jalen Hurts was injured. He still got the win with that Philly team. And this one's even better. So I feel the same way, even though Dallas will definitely put up a fight, of course. It's an NFC East yeah. matchup. I still think Philly has a good chance of really winning this game. And uh, they've already pretty much secured. Well, no, they haven't secured it yet. But if they get the win here, they secure the NFC East. And what a way to win- do it with Gardner Minshew at quarterback. The happiest guy out there is uh, Micah Parsons because he doesn't have to worry about a quarterback who's going to scramble and run around. So he's got it. He's salivating for Gardner Minshew. Salivating. But the Eagles play defense too. Um, and 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 Dak has shown a propensity of turning the ball over. Um, man, give me the Eagles to keep soaring and keep flying and keep winning. All right, Tampa Bay at Arizona. Uh, Arizona's down to their third-string quarterback. Uh, Tampa Bay needs to win to, to keep their division hopes alive, but they hadn't been playing worth a flip either. Who wins this battle of who cares about it? I mean, this is, this is still a very, very big game. And for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, because yeah. they have a shot to win the division, they should win the division, even though they've been very bad. Tom Brady, I mean, you left Giselle and your family for this. Like, what, what are you doing? But anyway, I, 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 to your point, Arizona is down to their third string quarterback. Tampa Bay is going to win this game on accident. Um, but it's going to be a pretty low scoring, uneventful, unimpressive game. I'd love for them to lose. But if I had to put my money on it, I'd bet on the Buccaneers. 
James, Trace McSorley versus Tom Brady. Who you got? <laughs> I mean, Trace McSorley's a legend. He's got his own song named after him. Yeah, he's a Penn State legend, whatever. <laughs> I mean, but I I don't I think this will be a close one. Uh Tampa it's gonna be a really low scoring one, but I think Tampa does come out on top. And I, I think pretty much everyone except Atlanta is able to get the dub over the weekend and it makes things a lot more interesting. In the whoa, NFC South. whoa, whoa. Yeah. So you're, well, okay, we'll get to that game next. New Orleans at mm-hmm. Cleveland, minus 17 degrees, George Becknell. Come on now, who you got? Jordan, for no reason at all, I'm going to pick oh, the Oh, here Saints. we go. <laughs> I'm just going to pick the Saints because I'm, I'm worried because it's cold as hell. You're just going to be negative 17 degrees. Look, the Saints can't run the ball right now at all. You figured they would need to run the ball. But you know what? I think they're going to keep things interesting. They're going to go up there to Cleveland, and they're going to win the ball game with the defense. I think this is going to be like a Dawn Patrol type of game. They're going to win this game 9-7. to seven. God. Is Jarvis Landry It's going to be ugly. No. Is Jarvis Landry no, he- He's, he's on out. injured reserve. So yeah, he's he's out. Out. he okay. got put on okay. IR. He won't play anymore again. Because he, he played in Cleveland, so he's used to the cold. And uh, as it was brought to my attention, Andy Dalton played in Cincinnati, so he's used to the cold. So James has already let the cat out the bag. He says everybody but Atlanta is going to win. Tell me how in the Sam Hill you came up with that one. Well, you're not going to have Chris Olave either. He was announced a little early that he's out as well. So you're, okay. you're really going to have to rely on Jawan Johnson. I think you're going to rely really heavily on Taysom Hill and, and get a little get a little crazy, get a little creative. Hand the ball off to Rashid Shaheed and just let him run. Okay, wait a minute now. Who? Since when have the Saints gotten creative? Is this coaching yep. staff going to be Rip Van Winkle and wake it, up from their 20-year I know. Sleep? I know it's crazy, but say. every once in a while, you'll see them do an end-around with Rashid Shaheed, and it works. Mm-hmm. Dude, Pete Carmichael is, is, is as exciting as a librarian. He's the most boring play caller I've ever seen in my life. Like, like they, they just going to have to win this on the foot of Will Lutz. But here, here's, the, here's the thing. Yeah. They've, like they've opened to, up like the Taste Mill package a little more. In that weather with your foot. No, thank you. Remember I don't want used, nothing to do with that was, weather. Who was the guy that used to kick barefooted um, in the cold, in the snow? Long, it was a long it, time ago. It was the Eagles kicker, right? I, I, I can't, I can't call. Yeah, his I can't name. think of his name either. But, but you got to be semi crazy. So y'all both think the Saints are going to win for no, well, it's for no logical time. reason at all. It's Christmas time, so I'm just going to go on a proverbial limb, and I'm going to say that the I can't do it. Cleveland's going to win. I can't do uh, it. Jeff I Wilkins. I can't lie to myself like this. <laughs> I can't do it. I cannot do it. All right. Um, speaking <laughs> of cold, tomorrow. On the college front, the Raging Cajuns versus Houston in the Independence Bowl. I've been to Toronto in the cold. I've been to Chicago in the dead of winter. I'm telling you, Shreveport at the end of December is as cold as that. Um, it's going to be nasty there. Ooh, first off, is anybody going to be in attendance? And secondly, who you got? I mean, I won't be there. But uh, and looking at it, it's going to be about 20 degrees. You're, you said and- you're going to be there? I said I won't be there. Oh, okay. I won't be nowhere around there. Okay. But look, it's going to be about 20 degrees. And look, Houston likes to throw the football. They like to score a lot of points. UL is more of a running team. And they and they uh, handle business on the ground and they play better defense. In this cold weather, I'm going to 
take this defense. Because have you ever tried to catch a cold football? That is the no. most uncomfortable thing on earth. Give me, give me the raging Cajuns defense to travel in this cold weather over Houston's offense. That's what I'm talking about. All right, James Mesh, come on, bet with your bet with your uh, mind, not your heart. Uh, I'm I'm still going with the raging Cajuns either way. I. Like George said, that defense, really good. They've been really opportunistic throughout the whole season. I feel like in a cold weather game, if you can get one or two turnovers, it, it really changes the tide of a game, and that's wherever you can really re- rely on that run game, which is what they really need to do because they've got quite a few backs that they can circle in and out of. I'm just going to make a crazy thing, um, and this is the reason why. I don't like Dana Holgerson. I think he's goofy. I think he's crazy. I like uh, Coach Dez, so give me the raging Cajuns. To get to seven and six and win in Shreveport, I don't think anybody's going to be at the game. I hope I'm wrong, but I don't think anybody's gonna, other than the the parents and families of the players, and that ain't much. Anyway, and, and a couple yeah, of crazy thoughts. fans. Dude, nobody, nobody's going. That's my thought. Right. There's going to be more in attendance at, at your St. Joseph's games, Jordan, than. Then they will be at this bowl. We got to go to French. We got to go. As soon as I'm done with this show, I'm heading to French settlement for another game. And my daughter had 23 last time. I'm just saying, by the way, 23. Hey, the the apple don't fall fall from the tree. I I like that. That's cool. Pretty good. Merry Christmas, George. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you next Friday, I believe. But uh, have a great one with the family in Donaldsonville. And thank you so much. Thank you, brother. And have a Merry Christmas yourself. James, thank you as well. But we'll be back to wrap things up here on the Jordy Holtberg Show. On the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, your home for the LSU Tigers and the World Series champs, the Houston Astros. Helpful holiday tip number 48. Before you light a roaring holiday fire, make sure the flue is open. Having your house filled with smoke and the fire department dropping by is not cheerful. This helpful holiday tip brought to you by your family at the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. All right, we welcome you back. Um, If today is your birthday, December 22nd, all of us at the game wish all of you a very, very happy, happy birthday. You share yours with two um, former baseball greats, 75 years old now, Steve Garvey, the former L.A. Dodger, and one of the greatest left-handed pitchers ever in baseball for the Phillies, uh, Steve Carlton is 78 years young today. Thanks to our guests. Preston Guy of TigerBait.com, Frank Schwab, Yahoo Sports, Gerald Broussard for the Raging Cajun Radio Network, George Faust from KLFY, George Becknell, and James Mesh. And from us to you, Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. We'll be back on Tuesday, the 27th. Until then, I'm Jordy Helper. Stay thirsty, my friends. Stay healthy. Be kind and be happy. Have a great Christmas, everyone.